Oh, there we go. Hello, everyone. Thanks, Rich, for for playing that song. Oh, do you heard a bit of it? Why if wouldn't you I play that one? Wow. Well, yeah, I know. I know. It was, it, it was great. Uh, if you don't know that song, you've probably been living on a rock or living on Mars. Welcome to 2020. Welcome it just to, came out from under your rock. Welcome to 2020. That song, in case you don't know, is Welcome to the Jungle. Yes, just like I said, welcome to 2020. Yeah, you're right. Welcome to 2020. Sick track. And Spoiler that alert. that song is actually off of Guns, if you didn't know this either, you came to the right place. It's off of Guns N' Roses' debut album, Appetite for Destruction. GNR. GNFNR, uh, yeah. <laughs> cool, that's right. GNFNR is the cool uh, 80s kids like to call it. Oh, yes. Um uh, you know, this was we 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 talked about it and we thought we should do a, a rock album. This is about time. This is this surprisingly is a, we haven't had one yet. Considered eighties metal sort of, uh, obviously rock, but it's uh, it's it's pretty hard. And Miles, mm-hmm. you know why we're uh, talking about this album right now? Why are we talking about this album right because now? Because we are the Prelude Podcast. Yes, and we look back on old <laughs> albums, classic albums, albums we like, whether Miles likes them or I like them, or we both like them. We go back through each of the tracks and we decide if uh, if it's actually a hit as an album as a whole or it's not. And in some cases, I'm going to like albums that I've never heard before. And in some cases, Miles, who once again is the Vampire Weekend's biggest fan, will mm-hmm. also like biggest, albums he's never heard before. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the basis of this podcast. And Miles, your selection was GNR, Appetite for Destruction. What is uh, why this album? Any any reason why? Well, you suggest rock. This is this is an album that I I grew up with. It was one. It was probably one of my first tapes, actually. That, that's, oh, that's, I like it. I mean, if if that didn't date me, I mean, the release date of this album will definitely date me. But um, it was. What did we do? What did we do last week? What album did we do? Oh, we did uh, Miguel, right? Oh yeah, this is quite the quite the shift from. So that was from two thousand two thousand and seventeen. This as, one came as you out. Were calling him. Yeah, Miguel. Miguel. This one came out 30 years earlier, 1987, if my math is correct. Um, <laughs> Ooh, the summer of 87. That's What a summer indeed. It came out know, Ju- July 21st, 1987. I was the, the ripe young age of uh, 10, actually. 10. You were 10? I was 6, approaching, was approaching 7, approaching those formative years as a post-toddler. Mm-hmm. So, I, it, well, it, so this album, this, it, this is interesting. Uh, the album actually came out July twenty first, uh, nineteen eighty seven, and it didn't really gain popularity until about a year later mm-hmm. after they released uh, they released all these songs. Um, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't down there in, in L A at the Troubadour, you know, when Guns <laughs> Guns and Roses was was up and coming. I, I I had to hear him on the radio and definitely not in eighty seven. You, you <laughs> might have no. been there in uh, two thousand sixteen. But uh, definitely not uh, eighty-seven. No, 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 definitely not. But uh, the Troubadours as well as one of the places they free. Anyways, um, what what did you know about what did you know about this album before, uh, you know, listening to it obviously for the podcast? I mean, I've listened to this album a hundred times before this. So Have you? Okay, okay. I, uh, I didn't know that. What do I know about this album? Here's what I know: uh, there are at least eight tracks that are I would like to describe as quintessential. And you can't, I can't just throw that word out there, but there's like eight songs on this, uh, on this album that could be number ones on, uh, you know, a multitude of other metal or rock albums from the eighties. It's a pretty crazy album. Like, you know, we'll get into it when I talk about it, but it's a pretty crazy album from all like singles. I can, I can imagine my assumption is that they dropped a lot of singles off. There was five, there was five singles, uh, North American singles from this album. And I imagine, uh, they all reached pretty high on the charts. 
Well, uh, I, you know what? I'll give something away. Only one reached number one. That's fair. It's you know what? As we've gone through these, I've found that a lot of uh, albums have had these songs that you or I love, or that you know are pretty famous, but aren't uh, number one songs. Which mm-hmm. makes me wonder how hard it is to get a number one track. Well, you know, it it, it also depends on what is out in, in 1987. That was a pretty pretty tight year for music i gotta say year give me some uh 87 releases i know you got them off the top of my head i don't know i I I know i know i know uh george michael faith came out in 1987 i believe uh, (laughs) i knew you'd knew that one (laughs) definitely knew you you would have known whitney whitney houston's second album came out in you're basically your two favorite artists yeah it's okay i'm all over it i'm all over it so let's talk about albums released and look in no particular order, I'm going to go through these, but uh, you know, I'm going to only name off the big ones here. Janet Jackson, that's Remix's album, forget that. Uh, you know, it's not that great a year. It's, uh, okay. it's okay. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. So it's 19, 1988, I'm thinking. I, uh, You know what? I always thought that, and I actually always did think that Appetite for Destruction came out in 1988, because, and that's because that's when I actually. Uh, Celine Dion, Incognito. In 1987? Yep. Is this is this a en français album? I don't know if it's an en français, judging <laughs> by the title of Incognito. But uh, <laughs> I'll say know. this. Is it all your favorites that uh, dropped albums in 1987? I mean, Wham. What is that? Is that there? No, what, not Wham. I don't know. This is like every major album that was Motley Crue. Motley this Crue, is like definitely. every major major album. I'm not going to go through it all. I've seen if there's any ones that really reached out to me. but uh, 1987. Passes. Well, let's just get along with this you know and anyways let's get to know guns and roses uh well, we will we will we will we'll start with the with the uh lead man axel rose everyone knows him right michael jackson's bad michael jackson's bad was 87 that makes sense guns and roses on here eric uh, b and rakim paid in full paid in full r.e.m Sinead o'connor came out george michael's faith you're right okay. nailed it boogie down production bdp mm-hmm uh, you know what? It's not that great a year. A couple, there's a couple other ones in there, but uh, I think Whitney Houston does have an album that came out that year. But anyway, that's, that's okay. Me. Anyway, to, anyway, we uh, know the, everyone the knows Axl Rose, the lead singer of Guns and or Roses. No, it's just Guns yes. and Roses. Uh, in no particular order, Duff McKagan is the bass. Actually, Axl, I'll say Axl Rose uh, is from. Do you know where he's from? No, originally Germany. Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Du- All axles are from Germany in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Duff McKagan's from Seattle. Slash, uh, everyone knows him, obviously. Lead yes. guitar. He was born in the UK. Did not know that. He was born in the UK. He had a fashion designer mom who lived in LA, and he moved over to LA. Okay. Uh, when he was when he was, uh, I think, in uh, secondary school or whatever they call it down in LA. I don't know. Sure. Uh, Steven, cool. Steven Adler drums. Steven uh, Adler's got some fucking major drug problems, though. Yeah, yeah, he does. I know him from some uh, reality shows. I bet you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, he's from L.A. And then Izzy Stradlin, which I, that's not his real name. I don't know his real name offhand. Uh, he's rhythm guitar, and he, as well, is from Lafayette, Indiana. He was, A couple uh, Lafayetteers, eh? He was Axl Rose's childhood friend. Wow. There you go. Okay. Well, yeah, figures they'd be in a band together. Yes, Guns N' Roses was formed in 1984 with two members, or with members of two LA bands, Hollywood Rose and LA Guns. There you go. That's pretty good. Oh wow, there it is. The origins of GNR. Guns wow. N' Roses. Tracy Guns was uh, LA Guns lead guitarist. Was actually 
he was in he was in their, their their the group they put together, and he was subsequently kicked out and replaced by Hollywood Rose guitarist Slash. Probably a good move, I think, mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. And Duff McKagan was added in 1985. Duffy Mac, I believe they call him. <laughs> Duffy I just Mac. fucking made that Duff, up. Don't Duffy worry. Mac. Duffy <laughs> Mac. Duffy Mac. Sick man. No, do you remember? So I, uh, you know, I, I just before we get into the songs, I, I do want to I do want to talk about about the the album cover, and I remember. When I uh, and this this is also proof in my in my my memory of my mind um, how I, I if I'm like oh I was I, I did uh, purchase it in 1987 I definitely didn't because do you remember uh, the uh, car, um, the artwork the inner uh, artwork inner cover artwork no oh you, you probably remember did you owned it as a, did you own it as a tape as a CD or did you, I never owned it never owned it oh, okay okay dude I was seven. I don't know. I think my first uh, tape, ironically, came out the same uh, year. It was Bad by Michael Jackson. Hmm. Oh, nice. And nice. my first CD, I think, was Criss Cross. Totally crossed out. <laughs> Crushed that one, dude. Rest in peace. It's true. Uh, uh, no, I don't. Talk, tell me about this in your Well, the, the, the album's original cover artwork depicted a robotic rapist about to be attacked by some metal flying monster type thing. And that's weird. actually in the inner, and and I, I remember the eleven-year-old me opened that, uh, opened that up, and I was like, "What the hell is this? I'm looking at this. You can you can Google." What was wrong with your parents, man? I don't know. <laughs> you buy that shit. That's crazy. They didn't see that because that was the original cover, and that's before they had explicit uh, lyrics parental advisory on the uh, albums, right? Probably, yeah, because yeah, prob- so, prob- they would have seen that uh, if that that rating prob- system was probably back then. for sure. And 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 then that was replaced by like the very iconic five skulls on the Celtic cross, which yes. ev- everyone knows. So that was that was replaced. Very inner circle-ish. Inner circle, yeah. If anybody knows <laughs> that reference? If you don't, you know, tough break. <laughs> And uh, that that was it. Actually, that was my first. That was the first thing. You know, you know, you remember going to going to I don't know where the hell you Kmart or wherever you bought wherever you bought Kmart Zellers. Seen any K- my go tos if I wasn't hitting up A and B Sound or A&B Sam the Record Man. A and B Sound. Well, there was no A and B Sound in Langley. There was uh, an A and B Sound uh, in Surrey. Surrey. Was, sorry, how the heck am I going to get to Surrey? It's right on the SkyTrain station, man. I don't there know was the no SkyTrain Sky station. <laughs> I, don't know, I guess there was. Well, no, Take no, it easy, bro. There was two. In 1986, okay. somewhere you had some way to get down. They wow. had to have it. They, they put that shit up for Expo. That's true. No, no, it was 86. No, I understand. Come on, man. It was 86. You took the SkyTrain. You went to Surrey Place Mall. And you hit up the A&B Sound there. I don't know what else was around in 87, dude. Sam, the, Sam the Record Man? That's an H- American thing. No, nah, it's Toronto. Uh, yeah. HMV? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Anyways, I was I was hitting up the Zellers, and I was a walk, a walking out and looking at the Probably at the, getting the a meal inner, while you're at it, too, eh? Probably getting a meal at that awesome uh, little diner that was attached to those two. Sick ass. I don't think I was. Sick food, dude. That's probably I, what turns you vegan. Yeah, probably. <laughs> pretty, pretty ass uh, Salisbury steaks. And I thought, what the hell? Like, even though I knew the songs, I'm like, am I, am I, yeah, you're right. Am I even allowed to listen? The people working at Zeller's or Kmart didn't give a flying fuck if you came in. They were going to give you that tip. I was like, dude, they didn't care. Like, this guy's going to rock out with his out. Do you want to hear actually? Just do you want to hear a funny story about me trying to buy a? I was trying to buy a tape, and it was in it was in Olympia, Washington. Already weird. It was in Olympia, Washington, and it was Maestro Fresh West, and I was asking them, <laughs> they're like, "Who the hell is Maestro Fresh West?" Yeah, <laughs> they were busy bl- slinging uh, booty hits for Volume Four uh, in Olympia, oh, Washington. Oh, they were like, "What?" 
no, no, we've never heard of that. I was like, oh, he's big. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I know a guy that thinks he's like one of the biggest drivers <laughs> of all time, not just in Canada, in North America. Yeah, so okay, okay. Be number two in the world soon. I digress. Um, Metacritic, our favorite. Uh, Mikey Metacritic. Yeah. Metacritic Mikey. Gives this album a 95 out of, I wrote 10, but I'm sure it's 95 100. 95 out of 10 is a crazy score. Yeah, well, but I'm sure it's out of 100. 95 yeah. out of 100. Uh, yeah, unsurprisingly. And influences on Guns N' Roses uh, slash uh, huge influence was Aerosmith, uh, Stephen Adler, early Kiss, Gross, uh, Van Halen, ACDC, Rolling Stones, Queen, The Who, Beatles, and Led Zeppelin. And you know what? I can see a lot. I hear a lot of that in this album, to be honest with you. A bit of Led Zeppelin, some Beatles, which we'll get into, and Queen. But, um, well, let's get into this album, man. We've talked a lot about it. I want to. I want to tell you uh, how I feel about it. I want to hear how you feel about it. I mean, okay. I already know this okay. is going to be another one of these perfect albums for you. That goes without saying. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But okay, well, we, we will we'll, we'll, we'll find out. We are going to start with the G side. All right. I assume the other side is the R side. Uh, uh yeah, it is. Okay, the G side. The G side. Okay. Well, what's number one on the G side? Number one. If you, you guys uh, had an introduction to it. Uh, you, had the, you had the 8-bit version. The 8-bit sure. version. This, it's Welcome to the Jungle. I don't think mm. this song needs any introduction, but this is the introduction of the album. A huge number of these songs are not going to need much of an introduction, to be fair. Mm-hmm. This is the second single released. Uh, out of curiosity, can you tell me without uh, waiting, what was the first single released? Uh, track number two. <laughs> okay. Okay. I understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what do you think? I mean, Welcome to the Jungle. I mean, I know what to say. Look, it's, it's like, here's what I'll say. This is your startup song to the album, uh, which is obviously a great startup song to the album because it's a startup song for 99% of sporting events you see, whether it's kickoff, mm-hmm. face-off, or face-off after goals. Uh, you know, you may not hear it in the NBA a lot, but this is like a major sports banger. This is like a uh, this is a legendary song. It's a legendary song, and this is kind of what shapes into, spoiler alert, what is, a, and maybe not that big of a spoiler, a legendary album. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you remember the video? I like talking about videos. I know, you're a video guy, and I should have done my research on videos, but I don't remember the video at all. Well, it, de- it depicts a, a um, I don't know if the, what the word I'm looking for, but it depicts a, a naive uh, Rose getting off the bus from Lafayette, Indiana. He's got like some... He's got some hay in his mouth. He gets off, and then it has like images, like crazy images, like Clockwork Orange yeah. in the video. It's pretty. Uh, it's you do pretty... love your videos, man. I do. You I should do recommend like... every album. You should recommend one video they should watch off. Yeah. Off well, that would be Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, I mean, that's just wait until you hear about the other ones. But okay. Well, well, what do you think of the song itself? Well, as if I don't already know. The song is. The song never gets old. I mean, we uh, you've heard it. I've heard it hundreds of times. How, honest, how, how eight, can you how can you not have heard it? Hundreds? The eight bit version, sweet too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> of course, the song is good. If you can make this an eight bit version, the song the song is uh, it's just never going to get old. It's legit, pretty, it doesn't get old. This song's thirty years old and still starts off again. Major sporting events that you see. It just kicked off Monday Night Football at the Death Star in Las Vegas when the Raiders smoked, you know, within reason the Saints. So of course now this song means even more to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Axel, Axel Rose actually claims the information, or sorry, the inspiration for the lyrics uh, came from an encounter he had with a homeless man while coming off a, a bus in New York. He was trying to scare young runaways. The man yelled, You know where you are? 
You're in the jungle, baby. Did you make that up? You're gonna die. No, I didn't make that up. That's sick. Because <laughs> I can, I can. The reason I thought you can make it up is because it's so obvious that it can happen. Like I've been to LA and stuff. Where is New, New York? York you said New York. six one half is the other for like a homeless dude off the the you know the bus, right? <laughs> that's crazy. I can see him saying that. All right, it's, it's a cool inspiration. Yeah, that's it's weird that's, inspiration. That's, but that's Axel's a weird dude. So and this one. Uh... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's really not much to say about it. Ever, yeah, everyone knows it. It's a sick song. And everyone it is, knows it. It is a sick song. And when the Canucks score, they're uh, pretty sure they face off to this song afterwards, I, which means you probably don't hear it a lot in I Vancouver. Did, I didn't know that. Nailed it. What's up next then? So we obviously knew that was going to be a hit. That went without okay, saying. You said this right. is the first single that came up. This uh, track number two is the first released single. Okay. Uh, it's called It's So Easy. Nice. It's So Easy. Okay. It was easy for me to talk about this song. Yeah. Say that. This was written by Guns N' Roses, obviously, and West Arkin, actually, as a friend of Duff McKagan. And Duffy Mac. Duffy Mac. He's, Duffy he's, Mac, he's yeah. uh, co-written a few songs. Uh, I think he died in 2013 or something, too, though. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. When you hear this song, mm-hmm. what do you think? Well, when I when I heard this song, so this is this is... It's funny when I listened to the song as a, as an eleven twelve year old, I okay. thought I it, it, the chorus to me sounded like the Beatles. It was so weird. It sounds like the Beatles. The chorus sounded like the Beatles. when they're not the chorus. Sorry, the the uh, but the just and you know when they kind of when they kind of harmonize. Okay. I mean, you could also say Queen. I don't know. It just it sounded different. It sounded different when I was introduced to this song. Dude, it's, you fucking. It's a crazy thing because. Usually I talk about how our thoughts are the same, but they're literally the opposite. Mm-hmm. You, like in this potentially, and I, I know what you're saying, it's not exactly obviously, but you, it reminds you of the Beatles, right? Mm-hmm. I said this was ahead of its time. It reminds me of mid-90s alternative. It sounds like Eddie Vedder singing in this song at some points. It's, uh... Oh, interesting. I like okay. it. I just have a... He, he's, he's going into the deep voice, uh, 90s yeah, yeah, alternative yeah, movie yeah. here. I hear and, you. Uh, thank God, because I couldn't listen to a full album of Axl Rose screaming no, his high pitched no, things. No, no, no. So these these songs that he puts in there with the different uh, the different way he's gonna sing it, fucking I love it. this uh, song. This song's uh, this song's a pretty solid one. This first of all, aside from being a, a solid one, this song is like number two on this album. And this is like, is this like made for working out? Like all I want to do when I put this album on is like lift heavy weights. This this album gets me going. I'll so, say at least at least the G side. At least the G side, that's fair. Uh, it's so easy, solid. And so, strangely, liking to the Beatles and to Pearl Jam. That makes no sense. Steven uh, Adderall Adler. I just, <laughs> made the, I just made that up. Well I don't done. know what his... <laughs> uh, his, his vices may go a little deeper than Adderall. But uh, yeah, he's got some stuff. Uh, said in uh, his biography, actually, that uh, this song is about the ease in which uh, the band was picking up girls as their popularity grew. It's so easy. Well done. That's... Everyone's everyone's trying to please me, baby. Sorry, I just needed a sip of that uh, lovely carbonated water. This it is, uh, podcast is, is sponsored by Soda Stream, by the way, guys. Yes. Get your Soda Stream. Don't make the soda. Just make the soda water. <laughs> Sorry, Miles. Uh, yeah. Well, you never said if you like it so easy. I do. I do. Perfect and album. I, side G. I have I have a bold prediction. I'm gonna like everything off of Side G. Yeah, but I got a bold prediction. In that I'm telling you, I'm not going to like everything on Side G. So uh, I'll let you kind of figure it out. Where does Side G end, though? That's what I want to know. Won't matter because I know how many songs are on this album, and we're going to get one uh, that I don't like relatively soon. 
Okay, well, let's go to track number three. It's called Night Train or Night Rain. Night Train. I don't know. It's one word. Night. Night Train. Night Train. Night Train. Night Train. Night Train. It is the fifth release single from the album, uh, released in July 29th, 1989. Okay. Still releasing singles. Two years after the album came out. That's fucking, that's a ballsy move. It's reached 93 on the U.S. Billboard charts. Should have gone a little higher. Yeah. Should have gone a little higher. This, uh, forgot how sick this album is. Forgot how sick it is. The songs that are hits are like fucking gold. Yeah. Night Train's awesome my train's pretty awesome cheesy ass lyrics cheesy well you're gonna you're gonna lyrics. like the, you're gonna like the song more when you actually hear what it's about what, what's it about uh so the song's a tribute to a brand of <laughs> cheap california fortified wine called night train express oh my god <laughs> we talked a lot about wines on this podcast too. i know last last week it was it uh, loaded like a freight train flying like an airplane feeding like a space brain one more time tonight. It's a power track. I'm on the night train. It's a power track. It's awesome. Lyrics are cheesy. Oh, they're so cheesy. Like, <laughs> they're like, so cheesy. I just stopped listening to the lyrics and just zoned out to the, to the scene and the beat, right? It's but, it's ranked eighth on Guitar World's list of top ten drinking songs. <laughs> I guess. It's modeled after wine, right? For cheap, fortified California wine. You know what time it is? It's time for me to set a scene. Okay. It's time for me to set a okay. scene. <laughs> this is back in the days when me and you once had hair. Hmm. But in this case, we've got hair fucking long, man, past the shoulders, just greasy. And we volumized the fuck out of it. It's volumized. We've Never got had that hair, but okay. No, but we did here, man, in, in my scene. We backcombed the shit out of that hair. It's like, <laughs> it's high, it's long, it's greasy. And uh, I called you on my uh, little rotary phone. And I said, hey, man, I'm coming over. So I hop in my Z28. Z28. T-tops, obviously. Mm-hmm. Cruise there. Don't give a fuck about the law, man. I pick oh. you up. We're rocking out on, on, on route to the beach. Let's say White Rock, for example. We park. We're going to light up our cigarettes. It's 90 degrees out, but we're in our tight-ass black jeans. It's summer, and we don't give a fuck. It's fall now. That's this song. That's this song. This song is fucking volumize the hair, hit the fucking Z28 or the IROC, whatever you want to call it, hang out at the beach, get too hot, and not give a fuck. This song's so sick. And are we drink, drinking cheap uh, fortified wine from California? Well, we wouldn't be drinking fortified wine. We're probably drinking like Wildcat or Triple X or something, <laughs> something like that. We got an eight-pack of Wildcat. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. The Wildcat eight had packs, eight-packs, didn't they? That's, That's the good. scene. That's picture good. it, man. You can't I'm, picture it because we never had long hair, but I can't if we fucking it. did... Can't We'd be rocking out to Night Train. Probably. We'd be drinking. Obviously a great song. It's the eighth uh, top drinking song of all time. <laughs> Whatever. That's weird, but okay. Apparently it is because I had a scene where we were drinking, or yes. you added to that, but we were there definitely smoking our cigarettes, which we also never smoked. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> so basically, I just made that whole thing up. Next, okay. Miles. Hit me up. Track number four on Side G is Out to Get Me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this your first miss? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a pretty generic 80s rock track. Mm-hmm. This is uh, about as generic as they come. This mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah, this is like somebody get together or the producers get together and say, hey, we just need, like, this couldn't have been one of the singles. Uh, let's get together and make one of these generic tracks. Uh, and this has always my, been my beef sometimes. Uh, always sometimes doesn't make sense, but this has been my beef with GNR. Uh, 
and this is why I'm very thankful for song uh, track number three here. Axl Rose's uh, screaming can like make my ears bleed after a while. If it's a constant assault. Is this your Out to Get Me? Yeah. Out to Get Me's not good, man. It sounds like somebody created a theme song for a wrestler. <laughs> you know what I mean? It does. No, it does. It's like, oh, it was a debut of fucking somebody from Parts Unknown. You know, it does. This, it is really does. this is the wrestler that's from Parts Unknown, and he's going to have a career of all of three matches before he gets buried by somebody. So, Out to Get Me is a bust. It's a huge bust. Oh, it's a now. huge bust. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I love it. I, I love it. So, oh. it's. It's the first, so it's the first track on the album that that has the explicit tag on it, and okay. it's just they're out to get me. I'm fucking innocent. <laughs> it's explicitly bad, dude. It's, oh, it's it it. I can see where you're coming from. Um, it gets stuck in my head. I I just remember it being stuck in my head. It's, it is. I listened. I I didn't listen to this album as much as I have with other albums we've uh, spoken about on this show. You got the Axel Factor. Yours can't take it. It's the axle factor. No, it's not. No, it's not so much that. It's just, I'm just so familiar with it, right? Uh, I didn't need to listen to it uh, as much, but I, I I like the song. Yeah, it's I, it's it is a good song on side G. I don't love it. It's the worst song on side G. If this isn't a generic entrance theme song for like, it, a debuting wrestler. It, it, this is the. It sounds like it. It does. Sound if it's like not, it. I, I this give is you that. the background to a sports highlight package on TSN. <laughs> Sans lyrics. Maybe it's bad. Dude. Okay, you don't like it. There's, there's your, there's your first strike. Oh yeah, it's a big strike too. This is a, this is a swing and a miss, not just like called strike. Okay, okay. It's not as bad as that uh, Paul Simon song. No, that's one of the worst songs <laughs> in the history of fucking music. No, it's not. It's. <sighs> Yeah. Very few okay. That. All right. Now let's let's move on then to track number five, Mr. Brownstone. That's my Mr. Brownstone. How sick is Slash in this track? Sick. Mr. Brownstone. How sick. This track is fucking awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. This track is guitar crushing it. This is my favorite track on the album. This is great tempo. This is well constructed from start to finish. I fucking love this song. I love slashing this song. Uh, I love that it's different. This is like, yeah, it's not even. I mean, there's one other track that comes close, but this is like th- those two are miles ahead of every other track. On it this album. is probably my yeah. It's probably my second favorite track in the album. Yeah, maybe we'll have the fa- our famous uh, two tracks uh, are the same. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, uh, we might. We might. I don't know. You know what? I only have one way that I can describe this song. I, and it depends. You might get it if you listened all the way through. It's Yowza! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Yowza, man. I know. I do listen to it all the way through because, <coughs> excuse me, the song that it leads into is pretty sick too. But, <laughs> but I remember listening to this once again. I'm going to go back to when I listened to it as an 11-year-old. And uh, I knew. I even knew then it was clearly a reference to heroin. Yes. <laughs> and, like, I'm like, <laughs> okay. And Slash describes, this, uh, describes the lyrics as a typical day in the life of Slash and actually uh, Izzy Stradlin. So maybe they were the big heron users in the group. Um, at uh, the song, the song's phenomenal. Oh, yeah, it's, mis- it's off, awesome. Like, it's, I can't it's, even it's, it. it's phenomenal. There's no, it's, there's no one word besides. It's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, it's a pretty great setup for track number six as well. Uh, yeah, it's an, it's nice because I couldn't go back to back with uh, 
that shitty song out to get me before Paradise City. So this this changed it up a bit, and then we get back into some more yeah. typical Axl Rose. So this Rose. is a hit. This is a hit for me, and it's a huge hit for me. Too, song yeah. It was never a. It was never a released single in North America, but I do know uh, that it was released single in the UK. Okay, because I know it's pretty pretty popular track or a fairly well known. And it was a B side, I think, on Night Train. One of them, I don't know. Okay. I don't have the notes in front of me. But, and then uh, it, it leads into obviously I've already spoiled it, but it leads into what, Miles? Paradise City. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, track mm-hmm. number six, last track on G side actually, six minutes and forty six seconds. Long track though. Peaked at number five on Billboard Hot One Hundred. And it was the fourth released single, actually. And as a little special to this episode, at the end of our podcast here, we'll have an outro with another 8-bit version Ooh. of Paradise City. Ooh, okay, a little okay, surprise okay. for you, Miles. We had the 8-bit uh, Welcome to the Jungle, and we'll end with the 8-bit Paradise City. I wish we had an 8-bit Mr. Brownstone, but I don't know how you do that. I can find it, but it doesn't... I, in fact, I think I did, but it doesn't sound... You, you need okay. some like pretty distinctive-sounding yeah, yeah. uh, songs. But All right, Paradise City, as if I need to ask you how you feel about it, but I will. Probably your uh, probably one of your favorites on the album. Oh, I'll say Rolling Stone ranks it as the 459th greatest song of all time. That's out of 500. That's low. Out of all of them, because it... you you have said in past episodes. No, that's out of every song ever made. Yes, but uh, that seems low. 459. Huh. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have to I... look at the whole list, and I'm not prepared to do that. But. It... It's, well, this I'll give. I'll now give you a negative review of the song. Uh, Spin, hmm. a magazine, actually calls this song one of the most overrated in their catalog. They write, "Paradise City runs out of ideas halfway through." Yeah, that's fair. It's triumphant first refrain, and then la- and then and yet lasts for six more minutes. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you know what? Spin. <laughs> Spin might have figured that out. Now, this isn't this isn't indicative of me not liking the song, but it's six minutes and whatever 39 seconds whatever it was of a lot of repetition it has it has a lot of so this is going to be a theme now going forward for the rest of the album actually i find there is a lot of repetition at at four minutes and 50 seconds of paradise city though slash his guitar comes in hard and i i i I quite enjoy guess what we're guess what we're back on the same page bro the same page yeah this quintessential, as I like to use, you know, <laughs> track. This, I mean, what do you say about this? It's classic. It's slower paced than some of the others. A little synthesized at the start. Well, it's 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 the only actually it's the only song in the album that that uh, uses synthesizer. There you go. So, yeah. so a little synthesized. Then of course Slash comes in and fucking crushes it at four fifty. Yeah. About a yeah no about a minute it quick, quickens in but yeah four fifty you got uh, Slash uh, putting his uh, guitar chops back out there so. This is this is GNR again. It's not one of my favorite songs in the album, but it's nope. a great song. But this is GNR, you know, close to their finest. It is here. a good. It is a, for me. It's an amazing end. So to side to uh, side one, G side, like it really is. Like just I mean, I know you don't like out to get me. That's fine. That's that's fine. You know, hey, look, five for six. Five, five, five for six. six ain't bad. And like one of them is my favorite song, and uh, it's so easy. It's awesome too. So it's so no easy, problem for yeah. me. Paradise City, you knew is going to be a bit a uh, big hit for us. But now we're on to the R side, the Rose side, right? Mm. Okay, Miles, I'm I'm excited to hear these. Are the, some of these are like, in fact, all of these, with the exception of one, are, are like the less uh, known on this album for the most part, right? Yeah. Let's start it off. Yes. I yes. mean, com- comparatively yes. to the the nothing but a G side. Um. Well, okay. So track number seven, my Michelle. My Michelle, yes. Okay. My 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 Michelle. 
do do. Okay. Uh, well, this song is actually about a friend, a, ba- a friend of the band, a Michelle Young, in fact, who was Slash's, uh, or Slash knew her in junior high, and he. And so the song itself is is actually about this Michelle Young, and it mentions her drug addiction, her father uh, in the porn industry, and her mother's death. It's a it's a pretty intense song. Like it's it's about uh, it is about the real person, Michelle Young, because she um, apparently, according to Axel, she was driving around and they were listening to your song by Elton John. Okay. And uh, he and she's like, I would love to have a song written about me. Just uh, the song that was written about her was pretty intense. Okay, that's yeah, probably not what she had in mind. But yeah, uh, I like Mich- I like my Michelle. I didn't love it. I I, I, I thought it was a, a good start to the R side. I, I I liked it. I call my Michelle. <clears throat> Michelle, my Bell. A close second. To Mr. Brownstone as oh, the wow. best song oh. on the album. Oh wow! It's dark. It's hypnotic at the start, huh. and then it fucking hits hard. The song's like when you're on a, I'm on a mission to do something. I'm on a mission. I'm just not in the mood to put up with anybody's bullshit. Huh. And I get that look on my face, like just don't talk to me. I'm on a mission, right? I do have one gripe with this song, and aside from this gripe, it's a fucking just a sick, sick track for me. Okay. The chorus is pretty weak. Yeah, yeah. Pretty repetitious, as I've said before on so some of this album. So this, this is it where the repetition But it's starts, just yeah. fucking weak, the chorus, comparatively to how good the song is, right? So that's my only gripe. But again, my second favorite song on this album should tell you how much, I, aside from the chorus, I fucking love this song. So it's a big one. I'm, 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 I'm digging my Michelle. Digging it. Good. That's good. Just trying to read my own writing here and see what yeah, I wrote. This is uh, where the, the lights get dark in here, man. Mm-hmm. It's the R side. What do you want? It's it is fall. Side. It's fall. It's the third day of fall today. And it felt like with that rain. Good. I like the rain. I like the fall. I get to wear jeans again. Yeah, I'm wearing, wearing jeans right now. I had a flannel on at but work. I'm did. loving you, life. You, you definitely did. And I guess that surprises you guys, but me and Miles do actually have jobs as well. I mean, obviously, we're, you know, <laughs> making mad money out of sponsorship, so to stream. On this uh, podcast, but we also have you know nine to fives. So, just a heads up, guys. This is the extra work we put in for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you got next, Miles? You're welcome, everyone. Uh, track number eight. Think about you. Is that what it is? is that, did I put that right? Is no, that's called, right. I've called, been thinking about you. It's called Ooh. Think About You. Okay. That's how it is, right? I've been thinking about you. Yeah, the fine young cannibals. I yes. like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, think about you. That's right. We should do a fine young cannibal self. Probably not. <laughs> But I can tell you, okay. some one funny fun fact about the Fine Young Cannibals, Miles, yeah, is that all songs that they've ever released are better than "Think About You." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. Oh, that's a bold statement. Think um, about you is the worst song on the album. The worst song <clears throat> on the album is it? What we have here is another one of these famous generic as fuck tracks, except this one. The chorus stinks. Well, you always play the worst ones. No, I'm playing it because I, I don't remember. The chorus stinks. I'm getting tired of these standard songs. This is, and, and I'll say this. This is a testament to how good most of the tracks are on this album. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It sets GNR apart, whereas this song kind of allows me to lump them back in 80s metal rock. Yeah. Dude, that's generic as shit. That could be any. That could be fucking Poison, Motley Crue, Van Halen. Mm-hmm. It's generic, dude. You can't like this track that much, man. Uh, you think? Oh, you think I like this track? No, I'm saying you can't like this track. Uh, there are a couple things I like about the track. Okay. 
What other than I wrote? It's Look at that. Look at that album cover. Isn't that sick? Yeah, Inner Circle. Sick, oh dude. my god! I think Inner Circle kind of, kind of stole it from. Uh, yeah, well, thirty years ago, yeah. Tell me what you thought of the song, though, dude. Dude, what are you doing? Listening to it now? Yeah, like, sorry, Miles that's, has that's, just that's, disappeared. That's what I liked about this song was actually the end of it. And I'm not, I'm not making a joke. I did actually. I like, like the end of it too. I did. I, I, I did like the end of the song. Uh, no, it was. It, you know, I mean, yeah, it was generic. I it was. It's not a. It's not a good song. So Which song of the album. It's so so actually, I, I usually mention it at the start of the show, and I apologize for all those fans who were waiting to hear that the you know the time of the album because we like to talk about that. Sorry. It's a. Yeah, how long is it? It's fifty-three minutes it's and fifty-two seconds. So Three this of those song, minutes could have this been cut song off could have City. been cut. Cut as this far, song. As far as I'm concerned, and you as well, this song could have been cut. And cut three minutes off Paradise City, and you're in good shape. <laughs> GNR, it's a time thing. It's a time crunch. Yeah. So this song was not is not good. For I mean, sure. if you like this song, just go get the greatest hair uh, metal band songs of the '80s and just listen to the greatest but, hits album. But you it like is greatest a, hits albums if you like this song. But it's a pretty greatest '80s hits. It's a pretty good sandwich. It's in between My Michelle track number seven and track number nine, "Sweet Child of Mine." Depends on what you think is "Sweet Child of Mine." Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm not saying I dislike it, but let's, this, let's well, this, get your take. This was the... It's kind of dark. I can't even read my own writing. It's... I don't know. I think it's the third release single. It must be, yeah, because the second was Welcome to the Jungle. It's the third release single uh, from the album uh, released August 17th, 1987. And this is the one that I, I mentioned earlier that reached number one on Billboard Hot 100. Okay. This is uh, the one. I'm not surprised. Sweet Child of Mine is... It's 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 almost as well. It's I mean it's very it's probably one of their most popular songs. I think. I mean, Welcome to the Jungle, obviously. I would think Sweet Child of Mine is probably the most popular. I think song I think is. it's I think it's one of, and it's also his dance in the video. So if you don't know if you've never seen the video, I, I vaguely remember this now. He's he's got a, he's got a snaky snaky kind of yeah. dance, and yeah, yeah. That's, that's very. It's, it's well known for that for that dance. Also, yeah. big track at the Roxy for those who have been. Oh, is it? <laughs> Uh yeah, Sweet Child Mine. It's a it's a great track. It's it's just you know, I can't blame it. I, it's a tough thing to review these things because I've heard this song a billion times, so I can't use that against it. It's, so it's, it's a pretty it's, sick track. It's oh. five. So it's it, once again this one probably a little long. It's five minutes it's and fifty six seconds. rock music. So, it's like a fucking. It's a thing. To so do the, the single version, I don't know what I didn't look it up, but the single version is probably uh, they cover I cut a minute and a half off that, but. Uh, the album version, five minutes and fifty six seconds. Drum sick, guitar sick. Yeah, and Axel's like a little less whiny on this. Yeah, uh, or so it kind of sounds a little less whiny. So this is, uh, I mean, this is like this is eighties rock at its finest, right? Again, I, it's it's hard for me to say that I don't love this track, but I can understand it's like probably the most popular one, and I like it, and I would never pass on this. Just you know, I don't need to hear it anymore. Really, I've probably maxed out on my switch out of mind plays in my head. Mm-hmm. But it's a great track. That's that's so. that, that's fair. Okay, I'll give you. You like it? No beef with Sweet Child of Mine. I got no beef with you, it either. Um, track number ten, "You're Crazy." Uh, I didn't write anything down. I don't have anything good to say about it or anything well, bad to say about it. You tell me. I didn't write. I, I did not like this song. I, it's an interesting one for me. Uh, like it's kind of a fun track. Everyone's like at parts, but it's not really my steez. Mm. Uh, some sick transitions here and there, but uh, it doesn't save it for me. This uh, it's like a mess. This one's all over the place. 
there's like fucking f- four songs or parts of four songs in this, and this is Axel not at his finest. I just think there's too much going on in this track. I don't really get it. It's like, just, it's not the only track on this side, by the way. That's a mess. Uh, so there's a little bit of a uh, preview for you. But this one's, uh, yeah, there's not much to write about it. It's a fucking mess. No. It's all over the place. Multiple no, songs. I don't, have any, I don't, I don't I like don't it. It's not my steez. But I can understand somebody saying they like it, but that's got to be somebody that's got like... I think they're crazy. They got to have ADD if they like this. They're you, crazy. You can't pay attention. All right, well, so mm. the, the Rose side... Uh, yeah, yeah so far I don't I don't know okay now track number 11 anything goes yes my way your way anything goes tonight yeah I mean that's the song <laughs> yeah if you like those lyrics you're probably gonna hear them another 8,000 times in the song because <laughs> it's all at the side of the song this is the most repetitive song on the album. Just uh, to highlight, and I'm going to say my other notes soon, but to highlight one of my specific, just one sentence, repetition in full effect. <laughs> repetition in full effect. We don't we don't talk before the show. We actually, we rarely discuss the albums before, before no, the I show. No, I don't just, that's what I love about this stuff is that <laughs> you say a lot of the same stuff I say, sans Beatles, Pro Jam. But uh, <laughs> this is why this album is such a tricky one to review because like... Well, we can review it. It's no, not tricky no, to review. No, no, I'm just saying it's a tricky one when I go through my notes and I'm like... Because when the songs are on, they're fucking awesome. But this one's dog yeah. shit. This yeah. is a fucking shit-ass song. Yeah. This is back-to-back dog shit for me. It's just lots of noise and then the, the, the repetition of those terrible lyrics. Anything goes. Like, this song can go, man. The this, song, it's the just song, a crap song. It's repetition in full effect. Go. There is one nice part. There's a nice little bridge at one point. Okay. That saves oh. it me from, uh, from putting it in the Paul Simon uh, category. <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty dog shit. I mean, fucking... <laughs> I, got, I wish uh, we just reviewed the G side because the R side, we're looking at two for five right now for me. This song's dog shit. The song is two for five for me as well. Oh, two for, yeah, two for five. Huh. Well, then the real thing. The only, the only song in the album that I like and you don't like is uh, Out to Get Me, yeah. track number four. So we're close. It's just, I think I hate some of the songs more than you hate them. Uh, I think Anything Goes is probably my least. F- nah, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, they're all they're kind of bad. These I think ten and eleven are just fucking back to back dog shit. They're they're back to back dog shit. I agree. But then we get to twelve, and can I proceed something here? You can say whatever you want about Rocket Queen. One of our loyal. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's Rocket Queen, the final track on the album. Mm-hmm. One of our loyal listeners. Yeah. IG handle ASAP Robbie. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. Recommended I've heard of that. Uh, at least I got this, and I don't know if he said this to you, but recommended listening to this song more than once, which we probably would anyways. Mm-hmm. And uh, like really giving it a good listen, the lyrics and everything. Apparently, it's his favorite track on the album. So I took a little bit extra time on this one. Oh, did you? Okay. Yes. That may not be a good thing for Mr. ASAP Robbie, but I took a little extra time to think of it. So Rocket Queen, what did you think? Rocket Queen is, and I'll get into the reasons why, but Rocket Queen is my favorite song on the album. Hmm. I never, I never got, I never got to Rocket Queen a lot when I, uh, when I was younger. Yeah, because you're to hitting rewind. Because no, because I get to, I get to sweet child of mine, and then I'm just like, poop, I just turn the side over, and then I, re- then <laughs> yeah. I rewind. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you, you take so, the two minutes to get it to the very end, and then you restart. And then, the, and the then I rewind. Side. So I, 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 and I listened to it, and I knew it, and um. I, I never gave it a I never gave it a fair shake, but this song is the best song on the album for me, and that, that's that's mm. that's a lot because Mr. Brownstone was my mm. favorite was my mm. favorite song mm. on the album. Mm. This is is 
and we'll get into re- reasons why. Well, tell me the reasons why. What do you like about it? Well, okay, so the song starts out like another repetitive Guns N' Roses song, and it does, right? It starts out like another repetitive. Um, yeah, it does. And then, and then something happens about mid a mid song after the bridge. There's a distinctly different sound in this in this song. <laughs> And mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, I really love that. I love the turn that it takes. Okay. Without getting too specifics about okay. the lyrics. Okay. But it, there is an actual Rocket Queen. Her name is uh, Barbie Van Grief. BVG. Yeah, BVG. BVG who, is a big. She's she's huge. Who allegedly uh, Axl Rose was pretty infatuated with. I think she was eighteen years old. I assume this is pre Steph Seymour, right? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Steph, Stephanie Seymour. Yeah. Uh, November Rain. She was in two, uh, two videos, wasn't she? Okay, November what's Rain. What's the deal with BVG? Oh well, she was inspira- inspiration for the song. This guy's got inspiration for. Just write a song because you fucking want to yeah, write a song, man. He's got he's got inspiration. Is she's inspiration for the song? Uh, she is the the Rocket Queen. Um, Rocket Queen. And so, if you took a good listen to the song, I did many times. You're gonna hear some uh, some moaning, some sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, gonna yeah, you're yeah, gonna hear yeah, some, some sex, sex songs. Yeah, in yeah. a lot of moans. That's BVG. That's not no. That's not BVG. That okay. is a woman named Adriana Smith. Hmm. And uh, well, as rumor has it, even though she admits to it, and she's mm, some people actually credit her for the credits of the okay. song featuring Adriana Smith. So like she was uh, Stephen. What's his nickname? Adderall Adler. Adderall Stephen. Adler. Every drug under the sun. Adler. Yeah. <laughs> It was her. Uh, it was her girl. His girlfriend. Okay. And at the time, she was a little, a little mad at him. So her and Axel had a little nice. go. Had a little go at it in the. Uh, like it. In, in the recording studio. That's okay. her. That's her. She's the, the whole band says that's that's her. Okay. So but it's allegedly, Rocket Queen featuring. But, it, but also, but also, urban legend will say that every member of the band had someone else in there, and they were trying to make the best make make the best sounds. Okay. That's Rocket Queen. So, kind of similar, kind of different here, me and you on this one. I took a couple listens. I didn't want to disappoint our, our loyal followers, our loyal uh, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different song. It's definitely different. It was uh, desperately needed after the uh, last couple of tracks on this album. For sure, for sure. Uh, it's nice. It's a nice little track. It's a change from the two dog shit tracks, like I said. First half, it's decent. It's decent. It's not great. No, I, I agree. First, I, that's what this I said. Is why, yeah. This is why we were very similar. First half of the song's decent. Yeah. At this point, I'm thinking like, are we going fucking, is this a dog shit album now? Yes. This is fucking approaching that. Then it dog changes. And you go on it. You know what you go on? <clears throat> you go on a musical journey on the second half. This is fucking, yeah. it's, it's really good. Like yeah. every, again, guitar, drums, everything's killing it. It's a little discombobulated. Again, it's kind of a mess. Uh, and it's not because it's two songs in one. And I was specifically speaking of the first half of the song. It's a little fucking messy. I'm glad it gets. Uh, I'm glad it gets saved by the second half. It's not even close to being one of my favorite songs in the album. Mm-hmm. The second half is enough to put it over, as I, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not loving Rocket Queen featuring Adriana Smith. <laughs> Just giving proper credits. So okay. Okay. I give it a pass, but I. A pass is in like I listened to it, but it's I'm not I'm not loving it. So you, sorry, so, so even even even, and I, I respect that. But you even uh, you know you like it a little bit. You you would just after Sweet Child of Mine, or you might not even listen to the second side. Eh? You would listen to my you'd listen to my you'd 
you listen to my Michelle, then you, yeah, honestly, then you you fast me, forward it. Yeah, I could do that. The yeah. tricky thing for me would be if I was listening to my tape, I'd have to listen to that. But I guess that's still, I still get the song and I'm still getting progress back to the G side. So yeah, that's okay. That's probably what I do. So I'd be good at that. I get to the G side. I crush the uh, crush the my Michelle, and then I'd get past the think about you worst song on the album. Uh, it's fucking that backside dog shit, for the record. Uh, well, well, okay. Dog shit's a little harsh. I Close mean, I, I like three. Okay, I like three songs out of six, and so do you. Um, and that's yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's dog shit. Yeah, yeah. They could have changed the album around for sure. Great album. I'll say that. I overall eight for twelve. Great album. By the way, Miles, and I want to hear more take, but I just want to interlude here. You are going to be returning to your your domain, your home, in a fucking monsoon. And I, I don't, can hear it. We're I at the can, point I, where people might be able it. to hear it. But there is I a should. torrential downpour outside of uh, my place in Vancouver. Downtown Vancouver. This is now an official rainfall warning for tonight. Wednesday, September 23rd. Official rainfall warning from yours truly at the Prelude Podcast. Now, Miles, back to the album. What do you think? You checking out the weather report? No, just I don't know what you. I just did. Well, tell me. Anyways, regardless of what you just did. You, you like this album, obviously. This has been one of your favorites. You got a good score on it, I guess. Well, you liked probably nine, ten of the tracks, right? Nine of the tracks. Sorry. No, the, the rain is freaking me out here. I'm trying to get an Evo here, and it booked me some car. Don't worry about an Evo, bro. You're not leaving right away. I'm, so I'm, more fri- to talk I'm about. frightened. I'm frightened of this, this, this. Dude, mellow out. Listen to some Mr. Brownstone, and you'll be fine. Hey, you'll be I'm fine. Good. I'm good. I will. Anyhow, you didn't introduce me to this album. I've obviously known it for a long time. Uh, definitely haven't listened to it as much as you. Uh, and I enjoyed listening to it. First of all, I listened to most of these albums at the gym. And this was, uh, except for that dog shit R side, G side. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I, I got some PRs. I got some PV, some personal bests in there. It was felt great. Mr. Brown, Mr. Brownstone still remains. It still remains one of my one of my favorite songs. Like I mean, it's not top ten all song all time, but I just like I'll never get sick of Mr. Brownstone. I absolutely love that song. Um, and I, yeah, you, you you mentioned it was just Slash doing his thing, and it, it was it was it was fantastic. Slash was so sick on this dude. Mm-hmm. It's not even the and the album and looking looking back at the album and. Uh, just looking if it won any awards or anything. No, it doesn't look like it really won any awards. Um, but I, I mean, I could I could go years again without listening to it, and I would I would be totally fine, right? It's not. It's but you know, it's it's hard because you you do hear "Welcome to the Jungle" so much. Yep. Right. You hear it. You hear it at sporting. Well, you hear "Sweet Child of Mine" so much. Paradise Sweet City so much. Sweet Child of Mine as well. Yeah. So that's that's why I kind of gravitate towards the Mr. Brownstone and, and Rocket Queens of the album. That's fair. Well, Miles. In Night Train, when I'm drinking my yeah, fortified wine. You fortified. Well, we're driving the uh, Z28. I have a question for you, Miles. Not related to GNR. Oh. Okay. And I'm still going to give you the final word, but I've got two albums to choose from for you next yep. week. I'm going to let you choose. You let me choose. Okay. Now. I know what you're gonna choose. <laughs> but I just want to see. I'm looking. I'm looking. I want to. I'm see. looking at one right now. Okay. Album number one, you get to choose from. Okay. Well, not choose from, but your choice is of these two albums. Album number one. Arcade Fire. The Suburbs. Never heard of it. You sure? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I've heard of it. Yes. Album number two. Justin Bieber. Purpose. Uh, which what, which album is Purpose? 
Is it too late now to say sorry? Well, I, I know that I know them both very well. <laughs> why don't we? Why don't we put it up? Why don't we put it up on Instagram? I'll put a poll up. Why don't you put get it up? Get ready on for Bieber to get fucking shellacked because yeah, no one's gonna want to listen to us review. Probably, will, pro- probably will. Say sorry. Anyways, I would love to review Bieber, but I'm gonna let people decide. So brace yourself to review Arcade Fire. Why don't we do that? Why don't we put that up? Yeah, we'll put it up. So on Instagram, the uh, Prelude Podcast, just uh, search us up. We'll put a poll up of uh, which album we should review next. And while most of you or all of you vote for Arcade Fire Suburbs, <laughs> there will be another option available, and that is Justin Bieber Purpose. So we'll see what we'll see what happens, and I'll uh, post the results. Uh, the next day they're available, I imagine it's going to be 100% to zero. Probably uh, icing on the cake would be Miles voting for uh, the suburbs as well. But we'll see. We'll <laughs> see how it works out. That's going to be it for me, Miles. You always get the last word. I like letting you do your thing. Maybe it's going to be rain-related, 2020-related, maybe a uh, you know a uh, an argument for Justin Bieber. I'm not sure. But uh, the, the ball is in your court. I'll post the uh, poll later today. Nothing to do with Justin Bieber, but, uh, you know. You never know, actually. Uh, no, it's uh, fall has arrived. It's day three of fall, and summer is over. Patio season is over, yeah. and it's 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 more cozy time inside. Getting a nice book, listening to an album, right? I, I, I suggest yeah, like, like for, first of all, yeah, purpose. First of all, dress weather appropriate because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you brought a raincoat. Brought a raincoat today, so I'm happy. I to did. See I did. I didn't have an umbrella, but I drove here, so. Good. Uh, and yeah, bring your umbrellas out. Just make, sh- make make sure you're prepared for this. And when you get home, you showered, you put your comfy clothes on, take a look at our Instagram page and look at the album that we're going to be discussing, reviewing, if you will, and, and listen to it. And so you can enjoy, you can listen along to this uh, podcast and enjoy it a little bit more because I know some people that listen uh, don't, they don't have as wide a, I don't know, musical knowledge as I don't know. Both of us or combined. even an interest, right? Or even, or even, or in, yeah, or even an interest, right? So just uh, pay attention to our IG page and listen and and what we're going to be talking about, uh, and also be interactive. If you wanna, if you wanna have uh, have us uh, review an album, discuss an album, let us know. Drop DM it, us. Drop it. If we if we both don't know it, that'd be that. That's a great experience for even us better. as well. Even better. Even better. Yeah. Okay, guys. Please. Like Kofi Kingston. I've never listened to a Kofi Kingston album. I don't know who Kofi Kingston is. I mean, I know he is. Oh, Kofi Kingston's a is a wrestler. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking Sean. Sean Kingston. Sean Kingston. Uh, yeah. I would argue that Kofi Kingston may be more talented than Sean Kingston. And <laughs> Sean please do Kingston. not tell us to listen to a Sean Kingston album. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, me and Miles would like to thank you guys for listening. And please, please, in this season of voting, please exercise your right to vote for Arcade Fire or for Justin Bieber. (laughs) 